0: Hello and welcome to the Silsco podcast. My name is Aid Nazlock like Maddie and with me today is as always is Professor Rimu. Yay,
1: exciting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's
1: been a while. It
0: has been a while. You guys are probably like, we used to get this podcast weekly, and now we barely hear these people.
1: <laughs> Hello. The sadness. Yeah. Unfortunately, both of us have become adults. We're finally Moved on into an adult lifestyle and we've been extremely busy. And of course, because we do do this podcast for fun, we do it as a hobby. We can only do it so much now. So from now on, we'll be doing it as much as we can, but that won't be every week.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, sure, the consistency will go down a little bit for you guys, but like, this is just a fun conversation. So keep us in your feed and you can always join us every episode and and maybe learn something new about pokemon just like we like to to research or study about it so
1: yeah exactly so yeah maybe a little bit less pokemon but the quality will still be as good
0: yeah high quality pokemon yeah
1: yeah cuz we're <laughs> totally high quality yeah <laughs> uh,
0: but um this is an interesting topic that we're going to be covering this week um you had a nephew was it ask you a question
1: yeah So um, my four-year-old nephew asked me how Pokemon evolve or why Pokemon evolve. He was a little bit confused as to what that was. So this is for my little nephew. We're going to be doing an episode all about Pokemon evolution and why they evolve and whether there's a difference. And we've, we've talked a lot in the past about Pokemon evolving, but we've never actually done an episode dedicated to it
0: yeah well because like we assume this is like a basic thing like for me it's like oh it evolves and i don't really think too much in it but there's actually a lot that goes behind uh not only like the design of what the pokemon looks like but kind of like what makes sense of how it evolves or what it evolves into so it's cool
1: yeah exactly and there's um you know why it evolves because we've seen some anomalies throughout the show so for example um in the early seasons of pokemon there's a time when there is a little baby Kangaskhan that's outside of its mother's pouch Mm -hmm. and there's another time when i think there's a scraggy that looks old Uh, what is that and so a a scraggy okay that didn't evolve into a scrafty but it looks old
0: oh so it just didn't
1: evolve so there are a few instances of Pokemon that have been perceived as old Pokemon, but they're still the like early evolution of their evolutionary line.
0: Yeah, so it maybe not it might not be an age thing, it's it's based off something else. So we will find yeah. that out in this week's episode. Yeah.
1: Um, we're getting too excited about <laughs> yes. it already. So, so let's start with our quick ball then, so that we don't miss it. This week's quick ball is that, according to Professor Rowan's research, over 90% of all Pokemon are connected to at least one other Pokemon through evolution, and that's excluding legendaries. So that means only 10% of Pokemon don't evolve at all.
0: Yeah, and that's something interesting that Professor Rowan kind of brought to the table. He didn't bring in a lot, but he definitely brought in this information. I, I just started... Uh, diamond again to play yeah. it and i was like professor rowan i know nothing about you so i'm glad he has something in this episode so
1: yeah i i he kind of um slipped my mind i don't know why
0: he's just an old guy i feel like an old guy. i
1: knew i mean i obviously we know a lot about professor oak yeah um both Professor Oakes I know a little bit about because I just played Sun and Moon. I feel like I know lots about Professor Kukui because he was really involved in our storyline. Yeah. But Professor Rowan, was he very involved in our storyline? Like, How much did he pop up throughout Diamond and Pearl?
0: uh not much like the the only part really is the very beginning and then when you go talk to him about the Pokedex other than that his assistant uh Lucas or yeah the other person I forget Don that girl Lucas yeah. or Don um yeah. would contact you for him instead so he wasn't like a big part he wasn't showing up anywhere yeah like that.
1: so that's interesting I wonder if that means that because Pokemon Rowan has his assistants contact us and stuff I wonder if he was doing more work than the others who see us all the time
0: i don't i don't know because like he actually when you start the game it says he was out of the region studying somewhere else so he went abroad to go study mm. and do research and then he came back saying like all the pokemon over here and Sinnoh version like in Sinnoh region are rare they're very like different than all the other places so yeah yeah so he's kind of someone that does take research seriously so,
1: yeah, not, not that the others don't take research seriously. He just lives it seems to be <laughs> investing more time in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he does. He's about the same involvement level as like Professor Elm, I would say as well. And Birch. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I forgot about Professor Elm.
0: Yeah. So he's
1: gone from my mind as well. Cause Oak kind of took anyway. charge of
0: that episode. Anyways. Yes. Let's.
1: Yeah. So Professor Rowan's research is all about Pokemon evolving and um, different things like that. Um, so let's go into a story, which is called The Problem with Paris.
0: Ash and his friends arrive in Moss Green Village, a village so small it doesn't have its own Pokemon gym. Team Rocket follow them, but they discover Meowth has fallen ill. Deciding that the loss of Meowth is worth the capture of Pikachu, Jesse and James begin to leave him behind. They are immediately scolded by a girl who lashes out at them for abandoning their Pokemon, believing that Jesse and James are Meowth's trainers. She then nurses Meowth back to health, and during this process, Meowth has fallen for the girl, whose name is Cassandra. In town, Ash and a friend uh, meet the same girl at a herbal shop. Brock immediately falls for her, trying to make small talk about how he intends to be the best breeder, but Cassandra uh, parlays the conversation into a Pokemon battle, which Ash accepts. At the battle, Cassandra sends out her Paris, while Pikachu leads off for Ash. However, before the battle, Pikachu tries to make friendly talk in the show of sportsmanship, but it causes Paris to cower in fear. Cassandra admits her ulterior motive in battling. She wants to make the Paris evolve so that she could use Paris X Mushroom to help develop a miracle Pokemon medicine. Paris is acting cowardly and is fearful of battling. Agreeing to throw the battle by going easy on Paris, the battle gets off to a rocky start when Pikachu fires a small static bolt at Paris, which unfortunately knocks it out. While Cassandra tries to get Paris back into shape, Misty suggests Ash try a different Pokémon. As Paris is a Grass type, Ash decides to send out Squirtle, for which Paris could not be, an, could be, would be at an advantage. However. That does not go too well either, as Skriddle's weekend's water gun, meant to just sprinkle Paris's mushrooms a little, also manages to knock it out. Desperate to help Paris evolve, Ash sends out Charmeleon. Uh, despite the massive advantage it has, telling it to go easy on Paris, Charmeleon refuses to obey, gets too violent, and instead of doing an easy, soft attack, it launched a full-power flamethrower at Paris before sending it flying by smacking it with its tail, causing Paris to run away. As Paris is running away, it bumps into Meowth, who wants to repay Cassandra for her kindness. Meowth then explains to Team Rocket that if Paris evolves, Cassandra will be able to make her miracle potion, which would be worth millions. Fueled by greed, Jesse and James agree to help Paris, asking Miath how they'll make their millions. Meowth then explains that he needs Arbok and Weezing as losing battles is their specialty. <laughs> First, <laughs> Arbok goes off uh, against Paris, but before Arbok can go full power on it, Meowth intercepts the attack, knocking Arbok down. Paris, believing it had defeated Arbok, is cheered by Jesse and James as if it had uh, scored the knockout. This repeats itself with wheezing and with Meowth causing Paris to get fired up. Cassandra, with Ash and company in tow, managed to find Paris up a tree and because it is visibly different mood, determined that it's raring to go. While Team Rocket is watching from a nearby bush, Ash sends out Pikachu to battle again. Paris goads Pikachu closer and manages to prod him in the tail. as Pikachu prepares to retaliate from the cheap shot. He's reminded by Ash to throw the fight. So instead, Pikachu falls over, feigning unconscious. Ash then sends out Charmeleon starts to disobey. Ash can't understand this as it was always obedient before evolving. The old lady Cassandra's grandma then explains that if a Pokemon's strength is greater than the trainer's skill level, it won't respect him to take orders. Cassandra asks that Ash call back Charmeleon, but it breathes fire on Ash before turning towards Paris, who finds itself cowering in fear again. Charmeleon advances on Paris and is about to finish it off when Paris, in desperation, closes its eyes and throws out its pincher, which strikes Charmeleon in the stomach, causing it to collapse. Paris is surprised that it won. Soon after, Paris begins to evolve into Parasect, and everyone cheers for the newly evolved Pokemon. Charmeleon recovers and turns back to Parasect for revenge. Cassandra attempts to protect it, but Parasect stops Charmeleon with a spore attack, putting it to sleep and allowing Ash to recall it. Uh, that was a lot of words, and I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I liked It's a really funny episode, actually. It
0: is super funny. It is a really funny episode.
1: But it's got two mentions of evolution. One of them is um, Paris trying to evolve into Parasect, so they're actively trying to make it evolve. It's not just something that happens. And then Charmeleon stopped listening to Ash after it evolved.
0: Yeah, like Charmander just evolved. I think in like maybe a couple episodes before, and it just yeah, it it it, it's really good callback to the games because in the games if your Pokemon gets too high of level it will start disobeying you, and that's that's what Charmeleon represented in the show, which was really cool.
1: Yes. So, if we look at what evolution is in its basic um, definition, um, evolution is a form of metamorphosis that changes appearance and base stats, and sometimes it can change things like type, ability, or the moves that a Pokemon can learn, Uh, and it seems to be completely independent of aging, though some Pokemon do need to evolve in order to breed, so it also seems to have some um, correlation to sexual maturity for some Pokemon as well, Mm -hmm. so... We can see things like um, Blaziken, for example, Blaziken and Combustkin They adopt the fighting type when they evolve, yeah. And once they evolve, they can. I don't know if Combustkin can, but I know Blaziken can. Can learn um, like different kicking moves. which
0: yeah, uh, Torchic com- can't. Combustion move. learns double ki- or, uh, double kick as a fighting type yeah. move, and then Blaziken learns some uh, like. Like
1: like Blaze Kick and stuff.
0: Yeah, different, different uh, kicking moves as well, which is cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. But Torchic can't learn those because it doesn't have the right anatomy to learn them, and I learnt that the hard way because if you don't evolve a Pokemon, you can make it learn its moves much earlier than it would if you evolved it, and so I was like, oh, cool, I'll just, like, level up my Torchic and get all the moves early and then I'll evolve it, and then it never learnt Double Kick, and I was really confused, and it's because Torchic... Can't double kick with its tiny little leg.
0: Yeah, it's too, it's just unable to do that. And I think it's cool they introduced that in um, the Ruby and Sapphire games, having the dual typings, because it yeah. was able to make it worth evolving your Pokemon to be able to get those. Because I remember, like you said, in red and blue versions, just getting Bulbasaur and being like, yeah, I'm never evolving this thing. I'll get Solar Beam at like level 40 instead of waiting until like early. level 70, you know? so
1: Yeah, exactly. Plus, also, it's super cute. Yeah. I, but, yeah, people used to wait for Squirtle to get Hydrokinner before they'd evolve it, which, you know, that's a strategy because what you're doing is you're sacrificing power, and we've already talked about how their base stats go up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, so you're sacrificing power in order to get a good move. So, you know.
0: But that's really interesting. There
1: are pros and cons. There are pros and cons. It's interesting, too, um,
0: because if we look at other Pokemon, too, let's say, for example, Porygon porygon you can Mm -hmm. actually level all the way up evolve it to porygon z without leveling it up whatsoever but you get to miss out on a lot of like moves that the regular porygon would have learned um by doing that so it kind of is like a there's like benefits to both of doing both things so
1: yeah exactly so um we've also talked to we mentioned at least that um, Pokemon changed their appearance when they metamorph they metamorphos as well because the- it's so confusing because it uses the word evolve and mm-hmm. it is not a- evolution in the same way that we talk about evolution in biology which is an accumulation of genetic changes over many many generations. This is a change in one Pokemon really fast, really rapidly. It takes, like, a few seconds to evolve, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then they change appearance. And sometimes they're not, like, big changes. Sometimes they look pretty similar. Like, um, uh, uh, what's that dude? Um, Voltorb evolving into Electro just gets bigger and kind of reverses itself.
0: And gets eyebrows.
1: Yeah, it gets eyebrows. So, you know, that's adulthood, maturity. (laughs) Um, But then you get things like... um, Flygon looks super different to Trapinch. Yes. So Vibrava and Flygon just look completely different.
0: Yeah. Like actually Trapinch, Vibrava, and then like Flygon, is kind of a good, like it's a good example because Trapinch looks so different from Vibrava. But then Flygon kind of does take some attributes from both, like kind of its roundish features from Trapinch and then its wings from Vibrava, but then kind of turns into its own thing. So it's... It's interesting to see mm. how it uh, morphs into that. So,
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. So, But
1: I think that um, Vibrava and um, Flygon, they're actually a really cool one to look at in terms of evolution. Because um, some of the Pokemon, their Pokedex entries before they evolve they kind of hint to why they evolve into certain things. So like with um, Trapinch wanting to, it's like dream in life is to fly Mm -hmm. and then eventually it evolves into Flygon. So do you think that some Pokemon force themselves to evolve? Like what if they weren't going to evolve in the first place and then they like believed it so much that eventually they evolved? into what they wanted or is it something that they have no control over like you know that was just always the case and this is just a myth about them wanting to evolve into something
0: um i i think that just goes off like our one of our real early episodes with the pokedex like kind of just having the kids being the ones that write the pokedex entries making those little stories up for it yeah because like um if that's the case, then, like, it would make sense for, like, Cubone. Like, Cubone it gets preyed on all the time by Mandibuzz, and so, like, it would want to evolve. But, yeah, it's, like, super sad about losing its mom. Like, that one's kind of, like, contradictory to that kind of a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 I see that.
0: And so there's... That's
1: true. There... But then we do have um, the examples of Alolan Pokemon variants who... Um, so Cubone is a good example because the normal um, Cubone in... Alola is just ground type, right? It's yeah. just the same as the Kanto version. Um, but then it evolves into something else.
0: Yeah, it evolves in uh, it evolves into the ghost type in Alola. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that is something that's based on environment, though. So is it based on something uncontrollable? Like they're like, no, this is what we have to evolve into in order to survive. Or did they want that more than the the other one. And then once one of them was like, no, I want to evolve into a ghost fire more than anything else. And then it evolved into that. All of the other Cubones saw that. And then it just kind of became the trend and how they all do it.
0: I don't know. That's an interesting question because it's kind of, now we're going into two separate topics. Cause like we have the people, the Alola versions that do those Pokemon did change to fit the environment, to protect itself. While what you're saying is Pokemon wanting something so bad, they evolve into it. So like, I don't know if that would be the case where they follow the example of it or if it's just because the region is so harsh and has volcanoes and stuff that the Cubone can't survive very well, but they are able to evolve into that ghost type. That means they're dead, technically, I guess, if you want to get dark.
1: Yeah, that's like... I always found the ghost type super super dark, especially when it evolves into a ghost type. Mm -hmm. But, you, you know, you can get Pokemon that evolve in two separate ways, right? So, um... Uh... What's that little snow one? Snow snow um frostless.
0: Yeah. By giving it like a stone, right?
1: Yeah. So it needs a stone to do that. So that's not something that it chooses to do. But even like Eevee and stuff which you just give it a stone or put it under certain conditions, it seems like it can't help but evolve if you put it under those conditions. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it has to.
0: Yeah. It's like a thing that it, it needs to do, but it also is not just the stone. It's kind of like in certain environments, Eevee evolves too, or based off of friendship. So like Eevee Mm. is kind of a different example because of, uh, because of that, like it, you're able to choose the outcome of that Pokemon and, and what you do with it is able to like, you know what? Here's a question. Mm. Could we, Mm -hmm. could we, could Eevee evolve without a human? Involved. Well,
1: if we're going by this, like okay, uh, leafion evolves when it's near the um, mossy rock, the moss mossy stone, right? Yeah. So, if a leafion is in the in the forest and it's just playing around, it's fighting Pokemon, it's protect, protecting its family and stuff, but it's near a rocky stone. I don't see, uh, sorry, a mossy stone. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be able to. But I mean, it might not be able to evolve into an Espeon.
0: Yeah, like could it evolve into Espeon or like with the friendship evolutions now? If we're talking about evolutions,
1: hmm.
0: can can the Pokémon evolve without like having a human or someone to have a friendship with? Can they have a friendship with something else and it makes them evolve? Like Munchlax evolves into Snorlax, but you can only do it while it levels up being happy or has a friendship, right? Hmm with you and then it evolves. And so is that a thing? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Okay. Let's, let's go back to actually uh, looking. Sorry. What... I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Got a bit confused. But if we, if we go back to actually looking what kind of evolutions are possible, then maybe we'll be able to answer some more of the questions that we're a bit confused about. Okay. So there are four different types of evolutionary groups. Yeah. There are baby Pokemon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are unevolved Pokemon in their first evolutionary stage. That would So a baby Pokemon would be like um, Pichu. And then an unevolved Pokemon in its first evolutionary stage would be Squirtle. Um, a Pokemon in its second evolutionary stage um, would be anything that has evolved from something else. So like Wartortle or Blastoise could both be uh, second stage... Oh, no. I'm making things up. Um, (laughs) So they're a second stage evolution, and then you get a third stage evolution, which is um, like Blastoise. Yeah. But then you also have Pokemon that just don't evolve. So uh, none of the legendary Pokemons evolved until Sun and Moon when we found about Cosmog, but um, you do also get some non-legendary Pokemon, such as Absol, who also don't evolve. So... For example, baby Pokemon, they can't reproduce. So we know that they're babies. We we know that they're not old. You're not going to see an old Pichu with a bunch of family because it can't do that. Yeah. And that requires happiness to evolve. Yeah. And we've... With- kind of talked about happiness a little bit um so i was wondering uh, what it is that uh, is about happiness that makes it evolve because that kind of seems like oh okay i'm in a safe happy environment now now i can evolve so that seems like it's a choice it seems like it chooses when to evolve into another pokemon
0: yeah uh, yeah now that i think about it my question was kind of dumb involving the evs cuz it's like the same thing cuz like I guess what it is, is we talked about... If we go back to, like, harken back to our database of intelligent topics that we talked about. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. We (laughs) talked about eggs and how they hatch and that they're actually, like, cradles or something to protect them, almost. And they hatch when they're, like, ready or protects. Like, it's not really, like, an egg. It's more of, like, a cradle is how we mentioned it. To protect it from predators, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, if we go back to that, maybe the happiness evolution is similar. So like a Pichu, like being born is going to be super happy with its, its Pikachu parents probably evolve faster because it feels comfortable. It's like a trust thing, but like when we have a Pichu, it takes a little bit longer because we have to then like turn into the Pikachu, like the maternal Pikachu character for it to feel safe to evolve. You know what I'm saying? We turn into the parent. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's that's what happiness. It's just a different
1: is. being with their actual parents than being with a trainer.
0: Yeah. So it's like a trust of safety. Like, oh, I feel safe now. I can, I can now evolve because I don't feel yeah like you'll affect it or anything like that.
1: So that means, like, when we look at Pokemon that evolve based on um, what level they're at, so Paris is one of those examples. Um in the game, it evolves at a certain level, but maybe in real life, that's just a representation of they feel strong enough, they feel happy enough, they feel safe enough to evolve.
0: Maybe, because like the show was very interesting. That episode that we just mentioned, the story we just read, it was very interesting mm. in the fact that Ash and Team Rocket felt that they had to throw, and of course, uh, Cassandra th- felt that they all had to throw the battle to mm-hmm. give Paris the confidence to be able to whatever. And so like that means Paris has to feel like, Oh yeah, I'm strong. I totally kicked butt and defeated all these Pokemon. And
1: yeah, exactly. So it was like Paris was only going to evolve if it had the right confidence. It didn't seem to be about what level it was.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it just, it yeah. Yes. And no though. Cause like if they win a battle, like, If we go off the game, it's like hidden experience. Like, oh, look at me. I'm so experienced. Like maybe the level up system in the games is more about the Pokemon being like, look how awesome I am because I took out this many Pokemon.
1: Yeah. That's why I was kind of wondering if in the game when it bases it on experience, that's more of just a representation so that in in real life, in the anime, they're going to be evolving because they've got that confidence. But you're only going to get that confidence when you've had a lot of experience. So it's not necessarily, okay, I've got, you know, 12,000 experience, now I can evolve. It's just that because they don't evolve as soon as they get to that 12,000 experience, they have to finish the battle and stuff. And then afterwards, when they're safe and happy again, they're like, I can do this. I can evolve.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's right. Like if we just replace the word experience with confidence, then like your Pokemon's level hundred and confidence. Yeah. And it's like super it's, confident. Exactly. It's just the best. Out so there.
1: like maybe, maybe there's that. And then obviously, um, when pe- Pokemon evolve as well, we see something else because in the game, especially, and this used to happen in the, epi- uh, in the anime, but it, doesn't happen quite so much anymore but um they glow right Mm -hmm. the pokemon starts to glow and then on the game we see it switching between the two forms while it's evolving and then it pops up with its real form and when we've seen these kind of lights in this glowing before we've seen it when um, pokemon are doing a really powerful move like solar beam or when they're coming out of their poker um their pokeball and things like that so that glowing light kind of To me, at least, has always represented energy. Yeah. So it seems like when they're evolving, they're consuming or releasing a lot of energy as well. So maybe they're like converting that confidence into something that is helping them evolve.
0: Yeah, I, I maybe like they could be converting energy, or this goes back again. Another harken back if these Pokemon aren't. Like tangent, like they're they're more like virtual. But we already did discuss that. So like, yeah, energy would make sense. Like being able to build off whatever war that happened back then, maybe that energy is a Mm -hmm. thing that they can harvest. Like the Pokemon are only able to like use the resource of, and then when they do the stuff, they can use it. Like like fallout, like fallout, like radiation. It's more of an energy for Pokemon instead Mm. of hurting us. Does that make sense? So.
1: What if? Okay, we all, we've seen the episode with Paris evolving yeah. because of an emotional thing. Yeah. But Charmeleon evolves into Charizard not very many episodes later because Ash is in danger of of a Aerodactyl, and then Charmeleon evolves into Charizard, and that seems like a very emotional response as well. Like he's like, "Oh no, my trainer's in trouble. I need to be stronger." And out of like sheer determination, it evolved. So, do emotions that make people or make Pokemon evolve, sorry, do they have energy? Like, oh, are emo- hmm. like you're pumped with adrenaline, and so you just evolve.
0: I, I guess that's yeah. I mean, if we want to look at it like from our standpoint as like a human Pokemon being,
1: mom don't even evolve.
0: What's that? Like if we like Pokemon, like if we look at it from ourselves, like uh, I feel like I change when I have an emotional like thing, like oh that move yeah. that thing changed me because I was like, it made me bring to light something that really harbored emotion, angry or something. Yeah, yeah. And so like then I learn like how to make that anger into something else that makes me mm-hmm. a better person. So sure, like maybe it's just the harboring of emotions that the Pokemon feed off of to change them into what they need to be. Cause if you think about Pikachu, when Ash offers Pikachu the Thunderstone to be able to beat Lieutenant Surge, yeah. Pikachu denies it because it doesn't feel like it needs to be any stronger. It feels like it can accomplish everything the way it is. And that's like, yeah, a different emotional thing of like, no, I don't need to evolve. I'm already perfect the way I am. Like I'm already, yeah, I oh, don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But so, okay, so the example of Pikachu is a good one because that's kind of like, I'm happy with myself. I don't need to make any changes. Whereas in the um, episode with Charmeleon trying to evolve into Charizard, it was like, I need wings right now, so I'm going to evolve.
0: Yeah, yeah. I need to catch Ash. I need to evolve. I need those wings. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, Pikachu's not the only one who doesn't want to evolve because Meowth hates Persian. Because there's stuff that's happened in its life of Persian seeming better. Giovanni is, has a Persian and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So Meowth particularly doesn't like Persian. And Meowth is completely unique because it knows how to speak human language, which is, you know, a phenomenal feat as well. So it just doesn't want to evolve into Persian. Yeah. So even if it, even if Meowth got enough experience, he just wouldn't evolve because he doesn't want to.
0: No, I'm sure Meowth is like, I'm sure Meowth and Pikachu are, if they were, if we put them in the game right now, they'd be like level 100, so.
1: Yeah, they were They've been around forever, so. Yeah, not that Meowth does much battling, but either way, there's all these emotional implications into Pokemon wanting to evolve or wanting not to evolve. Um, And looking at all the Pokemon that especially evolve through happiness, it seems like, maybe some sort of emotion is quite important when it comes to evolving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very much, it's very much important. And so maybe, so the Pokemon evolve by harvesting on emotional like points that it needs to be at. So like,
1: yeah, because it seems like if we're going with the maturity understanding, it's not necessarily a physical maturity because we know some Pokemon can get old without evolving, but it's almost like an emotional maturity or a response to survival and needing to survive in a different in a, in a different way
0: yeah yeah so that that makes sense like it it makes sense for a lot of things because like that works for the Pokemon, but also like if you have an animal like now, like you have to train that mm-hmm. dog to be able to or let's do a dog, for example, because they're the ones that get taught tricks. You have to train the dog to be able to sit and, like, stay, like, not stay quiet, but, like, you want it to make sure it's nice around people and doesn't get, like, too excited and bark all the time. Because you have run into those dogs, and they seem very, like, annoying or immature, I guess you could say, while the ones that, like, sit there and listen to its owner and, like kind of grow like seem to be like wiser and like more appreciative dogs so like stronger dogs so it's like Pokemon and dogs so like they're able to learn that way yeah you
1: can kind of even see it with people you know I have a lot of friends my age I guess and everybody's at such different stages in their life some people are really mature and they're you know some people my age have children and they own a house and stuff like that and then other people my age are going out um, partying every night and stuff and it's you know they're just different personalities and different stages of their life and if we look at it from a like an objective point of view some people say that having children and owning a house is a a sign of adulthood for example but that's all to do with the personality and the emotions of those people and so maybe one person like evolved in a sense earlier because that's what they wanted to do and the other person thought that they were happy as they were so they d- didn't feel any need to evolve and move on to they different things. they haven't, haven't realized something adulthood.
0: they needed to like they've been fine with where they're at and they haven't needed anything to overcome to be able to help them to change or something mm, like yeah exactly like so, for example like uh somebody could be like uh oh, i just i hate this like job i'm at for a very long time and then they decide like I'm going to change that. And they do change as a person to get a different job. And there you go. You had to yeah. do make some changes. And that's with Pokemon and their evolution is I'm so weak. I can't really do much, but as I gain more experience, I'll be able to, to change into something else. Like a Pokemon that makes me really think of that is that, um, you're going to have to help me with the name. Cause I don't remember it at all. Is it, uh, yeah. it's not Larvitar. It's, um, it's the one that evolves into Volcarona. Um,
1: Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, no, uh, Motham, no, no, that's the other one, um, Mothra, no, that's from Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow, how embarrassing.
0: It's Oh, Larvesta, Larvesta. I know which one you mean. Larvesta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Larvesta, like, that Pokemon, (laughs) like, people love that Pokemon, but when I played with that Pokemon to evolve it, you have to, like, get so much experience with it and it's garbage oh my goodness it's trash yeah like that pokemon is like so hard because it barely gets any experience and it's not very like good in my opinion sorry to all our vesta fans it's
1: it's true it's so weak yeah but you always have to switch it out to another pokemon or try and defeat really weak pokemon yeah
0: and so, by the time it evolves, you're like, "Oh, thank goodness!" And then it turns into something amazing. And so, like, yeah,
1: exactly. As
0: you're patient with it and go through with Larvesta, it eventually turns into something that's better than Super like awesome. a lot of other Pokemon. So, yeah, that's I, that's like that's someone that has to change their life. That's a person that's changed their life. That's a dog that has to like learn to like listen or whatever to get the treat. I don't know. I don't know how to make that comparison. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you change as a person or change as a Pokemon, you then, like, are able to have the tools you need to be awesome. So Larvesta get the wings. Okay, before.
1: so I have another question. Um, what about Pokemon who trade to be uh, – who evolve through trading?
0: Oh, dang it. Ooh, that's a good Cause one because we have talked about – always we talked about evolution with, um, oh, what, what's their name? Uh, shed, Nin- no, not shed ninja. Um, um,
1: um Excel, Excel, yes, Excel gore and,
0: um, the other dude, I Aggresh- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The my guy that looks like the mummy. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I can never, t- I can never pronounce those. names. Hey guys, this
0: is a Pokemon podcast and we totally know our Pokemon. Agresso yeah. or whatever. I forget what it was, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so like you traded those and it's swapped in order to evolve to get the things that, to benefit it to be able to do that. Maybe... Yeah,
1: but at least... Okay, so that one kind of makes sense because they're they're swapping an item over to each other. So now they're like, oh, I'm so much more well-protected now that I've got this helmet on my yeah. neck, uh, on my head, so now I can evolve.
0: Yeah, but like with Machoke my, my or like Graveler, like what yeah. changes then that? Yeah, then
1: what? Like this is... okay. I had this kind of theory, but it's a sad theory. And so it's like, you've got, you've got your marchamp, and you need to evolve it into a Machamp. So say you're sending me your marchamp, uh-huh. right? And then it's being traded to me. And then on its way, it's like, Matt doesn't love me because I'm not good enough. So maybe I need to be better. So I'm going <laughs> to evolve. So then maybe Debbie will love me.
0: That's so sad. But that could be if we if we're going down the emotional route like
1: <laughs> that could work. <laughs> that right? makes
0: total sense. Like, oh, you don't it's want really me? Sad. And I will evolve. And you know what will be interesting <laughs> is they ever made a Pokemon where you have to release it in the wild for it to evolve and then you have to go catch it again. You
1: have to go back and find it. Oh, that'd be that'd interesting. Be cool. I like that idea. But
0: like, yeah, yeah. if they feel betrayed. Um,
1: yeah, the other sense. thing is um if we're looking at it from a purely energy point of view, because they need so much energy, maybe you're pumping it with so much energy that it can't help but evolve.
0: Oh yeah. Well, like if we think about what it looks like when you trade in a pokeball, like you're Mm. releasing that energy and kind of like pushing it through a lot of energy to go into another place. Maybe it's that momentum that's able to gather that energy. Yeah. So, I mean, this
1: is a bad example because it's really unethical, but if you, pumped a kid with hormones, they'd go through puberty early.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And steroids, so steroids is this is, too. Like people just get yeah. ragey and like crazy. So.
1: Exactly. So um, if maybe you're just putting so much energy into the Pokemon because it's going through a trade, it, it just, the only way for it to use that energy is to consume it and evolve.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Or okay. if you want to go with data again, that they're all just like computer programs it could just be a glitch in the system where all of a sudden Machoke had two extra arms and it's, it's like. Just getting an up- update. There you go. That's a Machamp. Yep. So.
1: Um, I have another question then because I always have questions. Um, what does an Everstone do to stop something evolving?
0: Hmm. Well, you know. How does that work? Okay. So, like, I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons lately. <laughs>
1: Oh, me too. So, I can't can't fault you there. So like
0: it could just have like a weird property in it that like stops energy from affecting the pokemon, like it's able to gain experience and battleage in that form, but it it stops it from being able to maybe it holds in the energy from being able to be distributed to make it evolve or something. Like enchanted. Like okay. an enchanted item almost. Like something
1: Well, okay. I can go with this. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now I have two theories. So one of them is I also have been playing Dungeons & Dragons, so cool. One of the items that we got in Dungeons & Dragons was, like, this stone... Um, There was like a a demon stone or something. And it literally sucked the magic out of our items. So we actually lost the magic from some of our magical items because of the stone. So if an Everstone is like that, it's sucking the energy out of the Pokemon. The more energy that it makes, it could get this burst of energy in order to evolve and the Everstone is just like sucking that up and absorbing that. Otherwise, if we're going for the more emotional route, maybe an Everstone is suppressing emotions like you know how there are certain um like tablets and stuff that people take for anxiety or whatever yeah and it suppresses their emotions maybe the everstone does that as well
0: interesting yeah like i'm thinking yeah i'm that makes sense and i'm also thinking now of like have you ever been to like the market or like a weird unique shop and they sell like the crystals yeah, yeah. Where it's like, this is en- all the different colors. Yeah, it's like, here, this is the energy crystal. is supposed to make your life happier, or this is supposed to make you calmer, or this is something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe those Everstones are kind of based off of those in the Pokemon world where they actually work or whatever. Because those crystals well, apparently. I
1: always are assumed things. that the other evolutionary stones were based on them. Like, you know pumping electrical energy into a Pokemon is going to make an electrical Pokemon evolve.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's just what it is. Like I personally, yeah. I personally have never used a crystal, but mm-hmm. I have had friends that,
1: and you've never evolved. So,
0: <laughs> well, I've had friends that have used crystals and they would use yeah. it as a form of meditation and meditate and focus, right, putting right. energy into the crystal. And if that goes for bad energy or good energy or whatever. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was interesting. Like maybe that's what it's for is the Pokemon to be able to focus and put all their energy into the stone. And then when you remove the stone and then evolve it, all that energy can go back into the Pokemon to make it evolve or something like that. It just stagnates. Yeah. Unless until it's in content, you know? So then
1: if we're looking at Pokemon that don't evolve, are they just at their peak of awesomeness then? Like they don't, There's no way for them to get stronger. They are at their strongest. Or, okay, okay, I have another question, of course. Um, Absol doesn't evolve, Mm -hmm. but it has a mega evolution.
0: Yeah, and mega evolution is based off the companionship it has with a trainer. Because Pokemon cannot mega evolve outside of being a trainer's Pokemon.
1: Right. So So does, but you can also not mega evolve without the mega stone. So you have to have that emotional bond and that like emotional maturity, and then you get pumped with energy from the stone. But because you're getting so much energy and um so like much emotion, we had um an X and Y Lucario when Lucario mega evolved. It went crazy, like it couldn't handle all of the power, and its brain couldn't handle it. So that. It does sound like it's based a lot on emotion.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Like, so you you kind of asked two questions there, right? So you said like, yeah. So the ones that that don't evolve, they've already reached max peak. Um, I want to go back and remind everyone of Generation Four Diamond and Pearl uh, versions mm-hmm. of the game, because like in uh, Ruby and Sapphire, there was Roselia. And Roselia was... Yeah. It didn't evolve whatsoever. It was like a one-time Pokemon. It was cool. But as soon as we got to Generation... Or to Diamond and Pearl, there was Boudou, which is its pre-evolved form. Bunchu. And And... Uh, yeah. Um, Roserade, which is its evolved form. And after. Roserade. And so maybe those single forms, we found them in a certain region as that, but we haven't been able to discover uh, yet what what they... If they have a pre-evolution or evolution afterwards. So
1: so in those regions where they live and they don't seem to evolve or we haven't seen any evolution, they are perfectly okay as they are.
0: Yeah. Or they just traveled from the other place and we just don't know about the other part of them yet. You know, we just, they're fairly yeah. new in that region. You know, like it could be a discovery. like.
1: So if we go into a new region, like in generation eight, there may or may not be a pre-evolution or a post-evolution of Absol. We just haven't discovered it in a previous region. Or does that mean we haven't discovered it before? Or does that mean it has only started evolving in this chronological yeah,
0: time? Yeah, maybe it starts evolving because it's reached a uh, something else. I don't know. Like, um... Absol's kind of different because they have such a lot of lore behind them. Like they've always been around to mm-hmm. like detect disasters. That's almost it almost feels like a legendary pokemon at times.
1: Okay, so what about something that doesn't have a lot of lore like Zangoose?
0: Zangoose and Seviper have had a war forever. So but know. then,
1: like even Pokemon that do evolve have a lot of lore about them. So I don't know. Like, are there any just mundane I, Pokemon I don't know that then. don't like, evolve? I, I would
0: that... love to see an evolved form of Zangoose. That'd be amazing. But, Me too. But yeah, maybe maybe they do feel, maybe they can't grow until they finish this rivalry they have. Like especially with the Viper and, and Zangoose, like they're not growing because they're deciding mm. to continuously live their life the same way they always have, and that's fighting each other. And so maybe yeah, that's their purpose Maybe they life. have to grow past that. If they grow past that, they might change to a different Pokemon because they've they've went through an evolution.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, what if, what if, like, we're in a different region and there's a Zangoose, and so it's got no survivor to fight, so it becomes really, like, docile and calm, and then you get, um, like, a Zangoose that evolves into, like, um, I don't know, a psychic type or something that is super chill, like... Oranguru, that kind of chillness. That'd be cool, yeah. I'd like that. I'd
0: like that a lot, yeah. Yeah. Maybe...
1: So it seems that Pokemon Evolve because they have emotional responses and it's a way to get into a stage that benefits them more than the current stage they're in, whether that is because of um, being more powerful or being more safe or because your trainer doesn't love you and you need to change (laughs) so that your new trainer loves you. It seems like it's very much based on emotions and emotional experience and confidence and things like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. I I agree. Like the – looking at it that way kind of almost changes the game in a little bit. Cause now you're making sure you're building these emotional bonds with these Pokemon. And that's, that's yes. part of the reason why I really love, um, that's why I go by Nuzlocke Maddie is cause I love playing Nuzlocks because of the emotional bonds you build. And so it just kind of adds upon that. Like you, when you play Pokemon are having these bonds with these characters or these, these monsters to be able to become stronger together and become the best trainer. It's the whole point of the game. And so yes. they evolve because of your emotional so. bond. So treat them right. Treat them well.
1: <laughs> so many emotions.
0: The, don't let them die.
1: <laughs> don't let them die. Nope. Yeah. So that has been our current episode. Um, if you would like to talk to us or contact us, let us know what your theories are about evolution and why Pokemon evolve. Um, you can email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find our Facebook page, which is also Scope Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter. My name is at Professor Remu with an I, not an E. And you can and you can also find
0: me NuzlockeMaddy right. at yes. NuzlockeMaddy on Twitter. <laughs> um, we will try our best to post on there, like we said in the beginning of the episode. Our lives has gotten a little crazy, but we always love to hear opinions from you guys and talk about Pokemon any time of day. Make sure you are. Uh, I hope you all had fun during the Pokemon Go Community Day, which is ha- which happened yesterday. If mm-hmm. you're listening to this, so uh, mm-hmm. have fun catching them Squirtles and uh,
1: yeah, send some gifts to people.
0: Yeah, we. I've been sending you lots of gifts, so
1: yeah, I know you've got some gifts from Australia now. So that's, it's cool.
0: Did you get the one that just says earth? This gift is from earth. (laughs) No, I didn't get that (laughs) one. (laughs) Okay. I'll make sure to send that to you. I always get it all the time because it's just like, it's just like a picture of the ground. And it says like, this is earth. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, so anyway,
1: that's great.
0: Anyways, you guys have a wonderful day. And before we go, who is this Pokemon?